Welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast, presented by the National Federation of the Blind, the transformative membership and advocacy organization of blind Americans. Live the life you want. All right. Welcome to the Nation's Blind Podcast of the National Federation of the Blind. This is Anil Lewis. And unfortunately, my regular co-host, Melissa Riccobono, can't join us today. But fortunately for all of our listeners, I'm joined by Mr. Chris Danielson. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great, Anil. How are you? I'm doing quite well, my friend. Good that you're in the co-pilot seat. I'm looking forward to a wonderful podcast with you on a wonderful topic. Absolutely. I mean, we always love to talk about Braille in the National Federation. Oh, is that the topic? Whew. Thanks for yeah. letting me know. Yeah, let's talk about Braille. That's a great idea. Well, you know, Braille is really important and we like to talk about it a lot. And we have a particular reason for talking about it today, Mm -hmm. but we'll get to that in a minute. I always feel really fortunate and I know not everybody is as fortunate because I was able to learn Braille at a very young age, started learning Braille in kindergarten. Mm. So now I still enjoy using Braille. I use it every day now and have for a long time. I feel like it's a critical skill. It makes me, you know, in my particular role doing public relations, it makes me so much more effective as a writer in order to be able to proofread my own stuff and engage with different content. So I'm really grateful for Braille. Yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm at that place now, but I have to admit I wasn't in the beginning. So I lost my sight, of course, I was 25 years old. And uh, I learned how to use access technology and Braille wasn't necessarily emphasized in my training, but luckily the members of the National Federation of the Blind really expressed to me the importance of becoming Braille literate. And um, I'm thankful every day that they did. It it was more difficult, I guess, than I thought. But in retrospect, it wasn't more difficult than me learning how to read print (laughs) back when I was in in, uh, elementary or kindergarten, et cetera. So it was and has been a significant learning that has been extremely helpful in my progression, not only just work and academics, but as you said, enjoyment, you know, reading for enjoyment, I think is something that many blind people should really enjoy. So because the National Federation of the Blind really knows the importance of Braille, we continue to try to facilitate learning and engaging people about being encouraged to read and learn to read Braille. And with our partners at the American Action Fund, uh, we're very pleased to be promoting our Braille Readers, Our Leaders program. And uh, our guest today will be Lisa Maria, who is the project manager for our Braille Readers Elitist. How are you doing there, Lisa Maria? Braille is beautiful. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm getting the co-host of Chris Danielson. It doesn't get any better than that. And you are our guest. That is awesome. I'm really excited to be here today. Yes, yes, So can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Braille Readers Our Leaders program? Absolutely. Braille Readers Are Leaders is a program that's near and dear to my heart because a long, long time ago. Is that a song? Um, long, when people long believe- time ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> when people believe the earth was flat. No. <laughs> um, when I was a little girl, I had a teacher of the visually impaired encourage me to participate in the Braille Readers Are Leaders contest because she knew how much I loved to read and maybe I might have had a little bit of a competitive streak in me back then. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, she encouraged me to to join in the 80s. Braille readers or leaders counted pages mm-hmm. completed. And for seven-year-olds, I read the most and won my category. I read 2,081 pages oh, in three goodness. months. Fast forward all these decades, and the Braille Readers Are Leaders contest is a little different. It includes all ages and and adults, all Braille readers of any level, and instead of pages read, to be more equitable, it's minutes Hmm. read. So that really brings in those Braille learners who are new to Braille, and may not be fluently reading to you know compet- to, to be competitive with page counts. Sure. So let, let's back up a little bit. Many of our listeners may not even remember or know how the program used to work. So let's talk fundamentally about the program. So individuals, when they participate, they commit to doing what? Ah, so they commit to reading Braille mm-hmm. for three months. Well, actually, it used to be three months. I'm sorry. This year, uh, contest starts December fourth mm-hmm. and ends January twenty second of twenty twenty four. Okay. And during that time, people are signing up to read Braille and uh in any any shape and form they get their fingers on and see how long you do it. So they get to choose what they read, what Braille content. They get to choose what they want to read and what method they read it in, whether it's hard copy, braille display. Uh, just count your minutes and log them on Beanstack. We're using a program called our platform called Beanstack to uh, register folks and keep track of how many minutes you read. So as I read, if I start at nine o'clock and I read until 10, I will mark that time as an hour worth of reading in my Beanstack data. Yes. Okay. Yes. That sounds simple yeah. enough. Yes. Yes. Registration is open. And folks can can sign up through December 4th when the contest starts. Nice. Can I just talk about a minute why this is important? So like with anything, you know, a lot of people, especially if they're learning Braille, you know, the big thing is practice, right? So having mm-hmm. a really focused time to, uh, mm-hmm. to practice reading Braille, you know, even I, being totally blind, I was a little resistant to, to reading Braille because it wasn't easy to do at first. But my mom made sure that I sat down every day and read a certain amount of Braille. But this is a good activity, right, because it allows people to be competitive and have some fun with it. But at the same time, it builds that practice time. And no matter what their reading speed is, or their fluency, if they read for a certain number of minutes then, and are, have an incentive to do that, then they will practice more. Is that is that kind of the idea that we're... And they'll get better. And they'll get better. Is that the kind of the idea we're going for? Yeah. And we are also giving out prizes as incentives to keep reading. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, what I love about Braille Readers Are Leaders 2023-2024 is exactly what you said, Chris, that folks can practice their Braille and, you know, there isn't this this pressure to read a certain amount of pages, but 
try to practice in your way and hopefully have fun doing it. So it goes from that spectrum of Braille reader to the other end where you might have people like you, Chris, or or me, who grew up reading Braille and Braille is a part of our lives. And perhaps because of work and other life things, um, adulting, we may not be able to sit down and enjoy reading as much. And I think this contest gives us the ability to sit down for a little bit and, and remember what it was like to really enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something really powerful about getting the braille underneath your fingers because we can listen to books and I, I listen to books and I enjoy listening to books, but there's something about reading and I've been doing more and more of that. And I'm glad that we're adding the refreshable braille display as an option. It's something about reading that is not only just settling, but it also allows me to retain information better. I found that when I reading something in braille, I can recall more specifically uh, especially data. And then, of course, it also enhances my ability to understand how uh, certain words are spelled uh, because the more and more mm-hmm. <laughs> words that are introduced into the vocabulary, the more difficult it is to actually use the old school way of sounding out phonetically to spell something correctly. So uh, Braille has a really positive uh, impact in my ability to retain information as well. There's a lot of words out there these days that look nothing like the way you think they should because they've got capital letters in the middle and punctuation signs in places that never (laughs) they weren't there before and even like i enjoy reading nfb newsline content on my refreshable Mm -hmm. braille display now because there are so many names in the news and names of not only people but different parts of the world and you know just different pieces that you pick up even the names of companies because you know the names of companies even if you even if they sound like regular words they're sometimes spelled creatively you know the Mm -hmm. names of uh i i I used to get and i still read sometimes rolling stone magazine in braille and you know like the band names are really unusual uh sometimes (laughs) and and so just keeping track of all that i can't remember when i learned but i but it was because of braille I mean, a lot of people are Beatles fans. I'm a Beatles fan, but I didn't know how Beatles was spelled for a long time until I saw it in Braille because it's it's not like the insect. It's the beat, Beatles, <laughs> B-E-A-T. Right, right. Uh, uh, I didn't it, know yep, that until yep. now, so I haven't read those <laughs> magazine. So, yeah, it's... <laughs> You should go read yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Expand my genre. But you've made a good point. So if I sign up for Braille Readers or Leaders, uh, when I go through my morning ritual of reading the various papers I do through the National Federation of the Blind Newsline Service, I can count that as part of my yes. Braille Readers or Leaders time. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. You can become more well-informed. Well, I'm sure you're curious, and I'm sure everybody wants to know what they can win and how they can get involved and so we'll we'll talk about that right after this brief message for over 100 years the american action fund for blind children and adults has provided programs and services to the blind and deafblind mostly without cost and always with an emphasis on braille thousands of braille books and braille calendars sent and thousands more blind and deafblind people to reach 
Help the American Action Fund by contributing today at actionfund.org slash donate. Thank you for your support. Okay, and so now we're back with the real LMM, Lisa Maria Martinez. You know, everybody else thinks <laughs> LMM is Lin, Lin-Manuel Miranda, but we know it's our own Lisa Maria Martinez. No, no, no. What? Although we do come from the same island. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well done. Well done. So we're talking about how how to get started, right? With Braille readers. Absolutely. So how how do I sign up? Well, first you got to register. So everybody who is interested in joining needs to go to actionfund.org to sign up for Braille Readers Are Leaders. And remember, registration is open and the start date of the contest is December 4th. So you want to hurry up and go to actionfund.org and fill out your information, your category. All of that good stuff is right there. If there's any troubles with signing up, you can always email us. Our information is right there on the webpage. And then December 4th, start reading. Nice. We're using this bean stack that people can get access to to continue to log their information. And that's all they really need to do. Right. Is just log your time, I believe. Um, bean stack is a little new to me. Mm-hmm. We have been using it for the contest for a couple of years, but um, it's new to me. So I'm learning with everyone else. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And then at the end of the contest, all that data will be aggregated and we'll make some decisions on who wins the wonderful prizes. That is correct. And so what are those wonderful prizes? That's more of a diabolical laugh. Are these going to be prank prizes? <laughs> that is to be announced. Uh, I see. <laughs> I I could tell you, I could tell you that in previous years, we've had really fun gadgets for the youth. We've had junior science experiment kits. Nice. We've had bead boards, magnetic bead boards, which everybody loves. I have my own and my kids fight over it. We've had some really cool prizes in the past. And of course, the more you minutes you log in, the more interesting the prizes will be. <laughs> so we're working on some top prizes, which happen to be top secret at the moment. Top secret prize. Come on, <laughs> uh, Lisa Maria, you can tell Chris and I. We won't tell anyone. We uh-huh. promise. <laughs> that's, that's right. Nobody's listening. Big hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't even live yet. Come on. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Well, I agree. I think that the prizes in the past have been, some have been pretty phenomenal, and I'm hoping that we can continue uh, to do that. So that's going to be great. I just want to revisit again uh, to make it even more poignant. I love the fact that this is a contest, and it's a fun way of encouraging people to read Braille. But I also think it's important to remember and be motivated to understand that Braille really opens up avenues for blind people that otherwise would not exist. I mean, the the data that I always like to share whenever I talk about Braille is everybody talks about there's a 70% unemployment rate of blind people, which is outrageous. 
But of those 30% of blind people that are employed, 90% of them know Braille, which in my opinion is a direct correlation between Braille and gainful employment. So Braille is an essential tool for quality of life for blind individuals. It provides access to information in a way that's uniquely beneficial to blind individuals that otherwise, I'm not going to say it's not available, but it's not as easily and readily obtained through some of the other spaces. I've had some of my friends that say, well, I can spell using my speech technology. Absolutely right. You can spell through each and every character of the word if you choose. But running your fingers across a word is much more, in my opinion, easier, especially once you become proficient. And also, as I said earlier, it allows me to retain that information better. So really want to encourage people to recognize the true benefit of Braille. Absolutely. You know, we don't want to make people feel bad if they don't know Braille and if they mm-hmm. haven't had an opportunity to learn it yet. But at the same time, think of it as another tool to add to your toolbox. Mm-hmm. It definitely does have benefits. I think about the benefit of retaining information. I think about the benefit of reading things like poetry. You know, poetry mm-hmm. is very cool to hear read aloud, but To me, to really interact with a poem, it's really important to see it on the page and see how Mm -hmm. it's laid out. So there's all that kind of thing. Anything like mathematical content, you know, and with the new Braille code, the Unified English Braille code, it's more and more easy to understand how print is laid out and to learn about Mm -hmm. that process. Formatting. Formatting and all that stuff as you learn Mm -hmm. Braille and when to use parentheses and when to use brackets and when to, you know, all these different things. Mm -hmm. It really is an important skill that can really add to people's toolbox. Lisa Maria, did you want to add anything to all that? I do. I want to say let's just bring it to everyday life. Yeah. Even if you don't ever sit down and read a a novel in braille you can label things Mm -hmm. and think about how overwhelming it is to open 20 different spices to find your smoked paprika right if you just braille label your spices you you don't have to open 20 of them to find the right one I um, make my own lotions and beauty products and I deal with a lot of essential oils and there's just no way I can open a hundred bottles to figure out which one (laughs) is the correct one. Right. So again, Braille labels really, really help in very practical situations. Very nice. Lisa Marie, I don't think we captured. How did you, or when did you learn Braille? Ah, yeah. So I learned in the first grade when I started to be mainstreamed in school and you know braille was my only option i i couldn't see anything back then and so it was just a given that this is the way i was going to read and i've always had a love for books so practicing braille was never an issue it was more like getting the books out of my hand so i could do my other homework (laughs) was the issue also going to bed my mom tells stories that she would stand in my bedroom door at 1.30 in the morning and just wait to hear the page flip of a book that I was reading under the blankets to tell me to go to bed. See, this is one advantage. This is one advantage of reading Braille, right? You, 
can read in the dark. <laughs> Under the blankets. My parents used to do the same thing. And, it, you know, I would flip wow. the page and bust it, you know. So. Wow. And now you have refreshable Braille displays. So as long as that action is not so loud, you may be able to read as long, but they may hear the keys clicking. Right, yeah. right. That's right. Exactly. So it's, uh, it, yeah, it really is an amazing thing. I had, I had the same problem. Once I got to where I was pretty fluent in reading braille you couldn't stop me and i wanted to read all the time yeah and there's nothing like having a, a you know a, as much as i love my refreshable braille display i still like to sometimes have the big braille book read that hard copy braille hard copy yeah yes. Yes. yeah yes, exactly yes. Yeah, I always equate that to people who still love to read the printed newspaper. It's just something comfortable about it. And I agree with you. One of the things you touched on earlier too, Chris, is how when you learn to read and got more proficient, you really start enjoying it. That was the hard part for me, getting over that Braille hump, learning how to read. It was just a struggle in the beginning. And it just seemed like I could never really figure out and decode those Braille dots underneath my fingertips. But at one point, and I don't remember exactly when it was, but thank God to Jerry Whittle, who was my Braille instructor at the Louisiana Center for the Blind at the oh. time, who continued to tell me, just read, just push on through, read. And at one point, I don't, again, don't remember why, when, but it was while I was at the Louisiana Center, reading became easy and it actually became fun being able to interpret it and understand. You stop thinking about it. I guess that's what it is. It became <laughs> rote or, or habit or whatever you want to call it, but you're absolutely right. So I encourage people, as we were talking about earlier, to participate in the Braille Readers or Leaders program because it can provide that degree of learning and practice that will help you if you're at that point where you're trying to get over that Braille hump, uh, get to the point where you actually enjoy reading Braille as well. So I encourage everyone who's listening to this show to join yourselves and encourage your friends and family members to join. We told you how visit actionfund.org. And I'm looking forward to competing for those surprise prizes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Lisa Maria for joining us. Absolutely. You are very welcome. It has been such a pleasure to have you. The real LNM right here on the nation's blind <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, remember, you can live the life you want. Blindness is not what holds you back. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at nfb.org or call 410-659-9314, extension 2444.